The presidential motorcade was just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. We had quite a weekend of crazy news, narrative building, gaslighting. If you don't know what that is, that's basically where the news media makes up a premise and then they build upon that premise by coming up with fake examples or twisting headlines and taking things out of context. They blow it up. They get everybody to chime in, to weigh opinions, policy uh, makers, politicians, those in Hollywood, entertainment. And then it becomes reality when it's not. And we had a lot of that last week with the whole Trump tweet thing that blew up. You know, the whole go back to your country, which, you know, he clearly was saying, hey, if you value your country and don't value America, you value your heritage, your home country, why don't you go back and help them fix that? What, you know, because they're in, they're in complete collapse. Most of these people, Ilan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, you know, the squad, which is all marketing. I mean, if anything, they on the, I'm telling you, they on the left know how to do marketing. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. The squad is nothing but marketing. I mean, these people, you've got four freshmen. You've got in the, in the House of Representatives who are very inconsequential. Again, I've always said, how come I don't hear about my representative? You know, she was a freshman as well, a female, a Democrat who beat a Republican. Not a word about her name. You don't hear her in the news. You don't even know who she is. But as far as these four go, they've picked the right mix. You've got the Muslim. You've got the black. You've got the Hispanic young socialist. <laughs> I mean, then you got the Palestinian. Now, only one of them was, you know, naturalized. The rest of them were born here in America. But if they love their heritage, if they love the countries they were from, as far as their lineage goes... Wouldn't they want to go back and help fix it? You should love the country you're in. That was the point he was trying to make. Now, it wasn't really artful. <laughs> he didn't do, didn't do a good job of selling it. But out of those tweets, we got these four individuals, AOC. I don't even like calling her that. I always call her Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez but because you're giving in to the marketing. How did she get a little cute little uh, Twitter handle, AOC? A business, a corporation used to own that. So somehow she got that. Somehow they got together and they're getting airtime all over the place. And they're calling themselves the squad, you know, because the squad is a nice little nickname. You know, we, we live in soundbite hell these days, you know. So everything has to be quick. Soundbites, monikers have to be short, sweet, Beto, you know. Everything has to be short and sweet. They even did it with the Megan Rapino, whatever, from the soccer uh, tournament. You know, she, the women's soccer team, she had a nice little nifty, short and sweet Twitter handle. It's all about marketing. And if you're going to be the resistance in culture like she was, if you're going to be the resistance in politics like the squad is, 
They're going to elevate you and they're going to market you the correct way. And so we're getting ready to come up on the next round of debates. And one of the, one of the people who are probably going to emerge as the crazy side of the party, because the squad is already crazy and the socialists are making you know, moves. They've basically taken the presidential candidates completely off the headlines. They've took that air out of the room, but that air is going to get injected back in and it's going to get injected by none other than Marianne Williamson as she decides to form a prayer circle with everybody. She's going to pray. I don't know who she's praying to. I don't think she's praying to God. (laughs) She's just praying. It's weird. She's going to pray to black people and she as a white American and all of her uh, congregation of white people that are with her are going to lay hands on these black people, and they're going to apologize. Please forgive us. As I speak, I'm going to ask the white Americans in the room to please repeat after me. On behalf of myself and on behalf of my country, To you and all African Americans, from the beginning of our nation's history, in honor of your ancestors and on behalf of your children, please hear this from my heart. I apologize. Please forgive us. With this prayer, I acknowledge the depth of the evils that have been perpetrated against black people in America. From slavery to lynchings to white supremacist laws to the denial of voting rights to all the ways, both large and small, all of them evil, all of them wrong, for all the oppression and all of the injustices, I apologize. Please forgive us. So there you go. The sins of the, uh, the cracker should be absolved at this point white privilege now has been put on hold and we have now righted the wrongs that i thought we did in the civil war but not everybody was included in this prayer circle eric sparks i think he missed the circle i think he was busy shopping for kumquats at the Publix grocery store although he gets a pass because he's not actually cuban and who is he again well he's the latest private citizen to be either bashed for an incident that was wildly exploited and exaggerated or to be a part of a giant ruse to craft the narrative, to further the narrative of the Trump go back home, the chance at the rally, send her home. They're all building upon that. They want to so they want to show incidents in public life where this is infecting average citizens, where people are being outed as being those who want to send immigrants back home 
That's what they're building upon. And this guy, he gets mad because he he's shopping at a Publix. He sees this lady in line. She's got like 15 items in the 10 item or less aisle. And he goes to lodge a complaint, apparently. And the Publix uh, manager was like, ah, Publix is a grocery store. Um, they're like, well, it's not really a thing we can do, but you can say something to her if you do, if you want. Steps outside. He comes back in and he says some things to her. He has words with her. And apparently what they tried to say was in there was go back to where you came from was was uttered, which was in question. And I don't know if he meant go back to the aisle that you came from or go back to the country in which you came from. But this lawmaker, Erica Thomas, she had issue with it. And she tweeted out what happened to her. She said, today I was verbally assaulted in the grocery store by a white man who told me I was a lazy SOB and to go back where I came from because I had too many items in the express lane. My husband wasn't there to defend me because he's on active duty serving the country I came from, the United States of America. And then she posted this little Periscope video, Facebook Live, whatever it was. So you know what I decided? I decided to go live because I'm very upset because people are getting really out of control with this. With this white privilege stuff. I'm at the grocery store and I'm in the tin out, the out that says 10 items or less. Yes, I have 15 items, but I'm not much pregnant. And I can't stand up for long. And this white man comes. This white man comes up to me and says, "You lazy son of a bitch." He says, "You lazy son of a bitch. You need to go back where you came from." And he says that. I said, "Sir, you don't even know me. I'm not lazy. I'm not much pregnant." He says, you're ignorant. You're ignorant. And, I'm not ignorant. and it hurt me so bad. I'm sorry, y'all, because everything in me wanted to just tell him I'm who I am and, and how I don't. But I couldn't. I couldn't get anything out. I could just tell him, please leave me alone, please. And my child is just sitting right there. He said, Mama, why we call you that? Why we do that? I can't even explain to her why he has so much hate in his heart. Now, here's how The Guardian decided to cover this. And this is where you can see the crafting and the building, the massaging of the of the narrative of Trump being racist. Somehow they can turn all this around on him. Black U.S. lawmaker says white man told her to go back where you came from. A pregnant African-American lawmaker in Georgia said she was verbally attacked in a supermarket Friday by a middle-aged white man who used profanity, called her vulgar names, and told her to go back to where you came from as her nine-year-old daughter looked on. Erica Thomas, a Democrat and Georgia state representative from Austell, 
said the man was irate that she was in the express lane with too many items. Thomas said she was in a line for customers with 10 items or less because she cannot stand for long periods of time. And this white man comes up to me and says, you lazy son of a beep. Thomas said sobbing as she described in the Facebook video we just played. And then they go on to say Thomas never identified herself to the man as a public official. She said she was so taken aback by his actions that she didn't try to record them. The incident comes days after Donald Trump tweeted that four congressmen of color, including the U.S. Congresswoman Ilhan Omar of Minnesota, should go back to the broken and crime-infested countries in which they came from. In Thomas's video, she alludes to Donald Trump's attacks on Omar. Thomas never mentions Trump by name, but says there's so much hate in this world, and it's being incited by our president every single day. So that's how they craft it. And, you know... Conveniently, they align with last week's meltdown over Trump's tweets and chants at his rallies. It's, it's really unbelievable. Sponsor for this portion of the program is Patriot Mobile. Now, we know Google and YouTube aren't just silencing conservatives online. They're also manipulating their algorithms to interfere with the 2020 elections. Meanwhile, big mobile companies are taking the proceeds from your mobile phone bill and funding progressive candidates and causes. This includes promoting illegal immigration, abortion, and even gun control. We have only one way to preserve the Constitution and the values with which made our country great. Stick together. This means supporting each other's causes and companies. Leading the charge in this effort is veteran-led Patriot Mobile. With unlimited plans starting as $25 a month, you get the same crystal clear nationwide service with a portion of your billing going to support causes you believe in. Come on over to PatriotMobile.com. Switching is easy, and you'll get a free month of service when you use the promo code COMEONOVER. Since 2015, they have used over $2 billion to support the Constitution and the values we believe in, but we have a long way to go. You have a choice. Come on over today, PatriotMobile.com. PatriotMobile.com. Use the promo code COMEONOVER. So what was weird about the whole situation is that somehow, I thought this was really odd. I don't see anybody bringing this up. I found out about this on Friday night. Saturday, they decided to have some weird press conference out in front of the public store. They brought her out there. Uh, they brought Eric out there as well. And then they have this little back and forth. It calls you a son of an, I am facing the man that degraded me and berated me, and I'm not crying. No, I'm not. I'm standing right in front of you. And if you know how you made me feel yesterday, if you know how you made back my daughter off, feel. Back off before I call the police. Call the police right now, because back they off. are looking for you. I already talked to them. I already talked it's to okay. them. It's okay. I am so back happy off. that you're here. Am and I'm I happy arrested? that everybody needs to see this man that did this to me. And he thinks that he gets a five minutes of fame. You think that you're going to come up when you see police, when you see SB, SB 46, you think you're going to come up here and get a spotlight? No, you're not. The only spot that you're going to get is everybody needs to see the man that did this to a woman that's nine months pregnant. Are you a state legislator? Nobody is here for you. Are you a state legislator? And calls you a son of an I. And now he gets up there to provide his side of the story and things start to change a little bit when they interview him. Exactly what happened. Can you tell us on camera what happened? I walked in the public, bought my three items. There were three checkout lanes. One was an express. The other two were empty. I kept my tongue shut. 
I walked and paid for my items in one of the empty lanes. This lady, I noticed, had about 20 items on her on the on the conveyor. Okay. I walked up to the two customer service associations from Publix, asked them what can be done in a nice manner. They said, corporate policy, we can't do anything, but you as a customer can say something. I, I took a step outside the store, thought about it, turned around, walked up to Miss Thomas and said, ma'am, not to be rude, my exact first words, pointing at the sign, which shows it on the surveillance camera, which I've seen already, point at the sign, 10 items or less. She, she berates me after that. I don't remember exactly what she said, but on camera, she approached me, came towards me as I took a couple steps back. She said a few words. I do not recall exactly what those words were. I said, you're selfish. She did mention she's nine months pregnant. I said, it doesn't matter in this case. It has no point on this case. There's two empty lines. You don't need to be in express lane. Then I stated, she said a few words. I stated, well, you're selfish little B-I-T-C-H. I did say that. That's all I said after that, and I walked out of Publix. Her words stating on Twitter and her video, stating I told her she needs to go back where she came from, are untrue. I am Cuban. I am not white. I mean, you know... Anyone want to explain why they gathered these two in front of the Publix for a little Jerry Springer press conference? It's like a Maury Povich uh, clip. The only thing missing is her running backstage and crying, finding out that he wasn't the father. But it gets a little crazy because then Ryan Kruger from News 11 Alive added more to the story. This story gets stranger and stranger. The man who allegedly told Representative Erica Thomas to go back to where you came from says he's not a racist. That he's, in, he's a Hispanic Democrat who refused to vote for President Trump. And recently, he defended the squad on Facebook. Yeah, so the squad gets brought back in. And all of this gaslighting begins. In fact, here's his tweet. Actually, it's a Facebook post. Trump needs to go back to Germany and his Nazi roots. The four progressives included Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York, Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts, Rashida Tlaib of Michigan and Ilan Omar of Minnesota. The women were all born in the United States, except for Omar, who became a refugee in 1991 when a brutal civil war devastated Somalia, predominantly Muslim country in East Africa. So he's obviously not a Trump supporter. He wasn't infected by Trump's comments. And the reason why I even bring this up, because this story is stupid. This is all a narrative building hoax it's it's basically theater political theater to add to whatever trump said but what happened blue check mark Brittany daniel puts up this is disgusting and trump has emboldened this type of behavior from racist folks i'm so sad and angry erica for erica and her daughter that they had to go through this hashtag i stand with erica amani gandhi Erica Thomas is a Georgia state representative. Not that it matters. No black woman should have to suffer like this through this sort of treatment. But she's literally a public servant. This is heartbreaking. Newsweek. I stand with Erica Trends on Twitter after black Georgia lawmaker Erica Thomas uh, says she was told to go back to where you came from while shopping in a supermarket. Twitter moments. Using the hashtag I stand with Ilhan, elected officials and other public figures are pledging their support for Ilhan Omar 
after Trump supporters chanted center back during the North Carolina rally. That was the next one in that thread. So you see how they're trying to tie it all together. Because this is about focusing on an attack on Donald Trump. Whether you like him or not, you have to be able to look through the BS and understand that this is all just narrative building. This is the left and the news media. And now, like we talked about before, social media being run by everybody on the left, former Clinton Global Initiative individuals, people from Kamala Harris's uh, campaigns in the past, people that worked with the Obama administration. They're all running influential positions within social media companies. You can see this. This thing parked on Twitter for two and a half days. When you go on Twitter and you hit the search, at the very top is typically the most popular thing up there. And this thing parked up there. It was all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Then it went away for a little while, and then it came back half half the morning on Monday. I've never seen a story stay at the top for that length of time. So obviously, they're trying to make this stick. It's falling apart because it's really just two a-holes going at each other. He's in there going, you got too many items. Get out of the 10 items or less. Stop being lazy. And she starts barking at him like he's the most evil person in the world while he sits there and just takes it. The fact that those two were together for some sort of news press conference outside of the publics shows you that this is all BS. And the kicker to it all, because this is a Jesse Smollett type thing, you know, what did she get bleach poured on her? Did she have a noose around her? What was great was what the Daily Caller put up. This aged well from Erica Thomas's Twitter account back in 2015, going downtown to Atlanta for an event. I hope I magically bump into Jesse Smollett. <laughs> Hashtag biggest fan. The guy who had the biggest fake hoax, fake racist attack. <laughs> she's going to see him and she's his biggest fan. Yeah, you probably are. Combat flip-flops. Bad for running, worse for fighting. Combat flip-flops is a veteran-owned company that funds education and demoning Everything combat flip-flops manufactures is made in an area of conflict or post-conflict, like Afghanistan, Colombia, Laos. And you can check out more about combat flip-flops by checking out the TED Talk by Combat Flip-Flops CEO Matt Griffin on YouTube. You can also use the promo code SLADE25, and you will get 25% off of your first purchase. Go to CombatFlipFlops.com. That's CombatFlipFlops.com. Now, I always say do the 72-hour rule because a narrative will blow up in their face within 72 hours after everything starts to come out. And look what happened. Listen to Erica Thomas now backtracking. He said, he said go back, you know, those types of words. I don't want to say he, he said go back to your country or go back to where he came from, but he was making those types of references is what I remember. No, 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 definitely not. But I know it was go back because I know I told him go back. Because I know after he told me, I said you go back. And I said, go, go, go. So So now that narrative is falling all apart. In fact, a witness, this is from ACJ.com, a witness to the heated grocery store encounter between Representative Eric Thomas and the man she accused of uttering racist comments towards authorities said she didn't hear him make those remarks. She heard Thomas continually tell Eric Sparks to go back where you came from, but not hear Sparks utter those words to Thomas. (laughs) So... 
That's pretty interesting. And she tried to get the police department involved on this. And yeah, that didn't work either. So, and I don't know why you would get the police department involved in this. What, for the 10, 10 items or less video feed? Let's go back and take a look in uh, surveillance video and, and count the items that you had. Were you allowed to be in that aisle? Maybe she should be banned from 10 items or less aisles from here on out. And the best part is they did get video surveillance showing her being aggressive, chasing him out the door when he was already leaving earlier. Narrative exploded. I mean, this is the kind of crap that we deal with. This is the narrative that they always build. And so they're doing this because they're trying to continually have some sort of little tiny battle that is centered around something that they could loosely associate to Donald Trump so they can say, look, it's all over the country. It's an epidemic. There's things happening all over the place. It's a culture, and we can blame it all on him because he is the reason for all this racism. That's what it's all about. This is Adrian Slade. The Adrian Slade Broadcast. So with the explosion and implosion of a false narrative, like Eric, uh, Representative Eric Thomas did, where it was parked all over the news media about how she was told in the 10 items or less out to go back to where she came from, like Elon Omar and everyone else was told by Donald Trump. Well, turns out that she is the one who said it, not Eric Sparks and then even getting the police department involved to which they're like, well, what crime do you want us to get you for? You're the one that broke the crime. <laughs> you, you broke the public's law, the law of 10 items or less. But something similar happened to conservative uh, uh, Twitter pundit Terrence Williams. Um, let's take a listen to what happened to him. Uh, okay, this is going to be kind of hard uh, sharing this story. But um, so I was out to eat, right? And um, I had ordered my food already. And when I got my food, you know, I wasn't really happy with what, what was on my plate. I wasn't happy the way it tasted. And I was complaining. And the, the, the waitress guy, the white guy was complaining to him. And I was like, you know what? I said this. Uh, I said, this chicken don't taste as good as a chicken down the street. And uh, he told me that. Go back where you came from. Go back to that chicken place. Uh, we have it so hard. In this. I just wanted some quality crispy chicken. He didn't have to tell me to go back. The place was closed. Like. Hold on. But oh, this chicken got me good. Give me one second. Um, I gotta go, y'all. He was told to go back to where you came from. Go back to that chicken place down the road with the good chicken. Follow him, by the way. He's pretty funny. I mean, uh, I think it's at W underscore Terrence. But yeah, so everything that you're seeing in the news 
nothing makes sense. And, And there's probably a good reason why we're getting political theater shoved down our throats at every single moment. Sponsor for this portion of the program is Atron Teal. No, it wasn't made by Tron, but it has a crazy name with incredible results. Developed by a board-certified gastroenterologist, proven to deliver relief from bloating and symptoms related to IBS in over four out of five people. It's made from the most potent polyphenol blends, which are essential for people suffering from autoimmune diseases. Entrantil is broken down by your gut to help your entire body. Entrantil's 90-capsule box is normally $39.95, but when you buy three boxes with our coupon code, you get three months' supply of bloating and digestive relief for only $99. Save over $20 on three boxes of Entrantil. So make sure you get over to lovemytummy.com slash mojo, lovemytummy.com slash mojo, and pick up your three boxes of Atrantil. So real quick, the elephant in the room is the fact that the Mueller hearings, the clown show Mueller hearings began today. And, um, you know, I'm not going to get too far into the weeds on this because really I'm thinking about doing a special podcast when we get back. I mean, truth be told, after I finish up this show, I'm heading to the Outer Banks. I'm getting some salt water, some surfing, some sun. All right. That's how it's going to roll. So I don't have time to get into the weeds with the amount of time I have for preparation. I've been preparing along with the Mueller hearing in real time. So I'm very familiar with everything that's going on with it. But there's a lot of pertinent clips. And to get all that information together, we just don't have the time to get that before we go to, uh, to broadcast. So maybe I'll do a special podcast when I return that focuses on the Mueller hearing. But here it is in, in a nutshell, basically, basically. The Democrats are basing the premise of their concern and their ire with the, with the president and the way this investigation was going on based on the reaction that the president had for being investigated under a false pretense. And the GOP, the Republicans in Congress, are acting on the premise of the faulty and illegal methods in which the origin started this whole investigation with illegal spying, with with the fact that they've colluded with foreign governments and people like Glenn Simpson and Fusion GPS, which one thing I was happy to know is that apparently Attorney General Barr is on the move. He's actually investigating all of the things that happened with George Mitzev, the guy who, I mean, Joseph Mitzev, the guy who basically lied in front of them and the FBI when he testified in the very beginning of all this, which he was the nexus the genesis for the entire investigation so maybe we'll get somewhere with an actual indictment towards those who actually should be indicted sometime in my lifetime that would be great and while you listen to the whole thing i mean the left gets up there they're buttering Mueller's ass they're fluffing his taint they're going on and on about how proud they were of his service and you know how about how that time he saved his neighbor's cat from being stuck up in the tree and how he became world's greatest grandpa when he got that coffee mug for Christmas. They go on and on about how Mueller is this amazing guy and all they did was go, well, you know, Donald Trump was going to uh, tell uh, Don McGahn to resign and he was going to have Corey Lewandowski talk to Jeff Sessions about unrecusing himself, so that's obstruction of justice. 
when everyone else on the other side is talking about how did you have this illegal spying effort to where you decided to start an investigation when you had no basis to even start the investigation? You're talking Russian troll farms out there and an elderly lady out in a freaking trailer park in Florida retweeting Russian troll farm memes. And that's supposedly the election. Basically, what they did was, you know, it's, it's almost like you're in your house and the pipes burst and the basement's flooded. You're like, oh, crap. And then the big rainstorm comes through. It might have even been a hurricane. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this hurricane, it's raining. D- buckets and buckets of water are dumping. But so it's, it's raining. And yes, it is raining while your basement is flooding. But the reason your basement is flooding is the faulty pipes. It's not the rain. It's not the Russian collusion that caused Hillary Clinton to lose Wisconsin. It's not the Russian collusion of providing internal polling data by Paul Manafort to some sort of Russian individual to show, oh, this is how we're going to win the Midwestern Democrats and bring them on over to the Republican side for Donald Trump. Um, That didn't cause Hillary Clinton to ignore Wisconsin and lose a pivotal state. So I'm not going to get into the weeds of all that. Um, We've got some other things I wanted to talk about. And yeah, they may not be as consequential as what's going on with that situation, but they're pretty important, even if they sound like, you know, minuscule incidents, because this is how the left is attacking us on the right and causing a chilling effect. I mean, I wrote about this on my blog, adriansladeshow.com. You can go to it, but this was up at Church Militant, and uh, it's about Ms. Michigan stripped of her crown for refusing to wear a Muslim hijab. Well, she was stripped of her crown for various social media uh, posts that she put up. Apparently, she has a really good following, and, you know, it's an ambiguous name on her Twitter handle, and I guess those involved with the Ms. World, uh, Ms. World America contest found out that she was connected to this account and decided to say, hey, you have to relinquish your crown because of what you posted. So her free speech... She didn't post anything incendiary or racist or homophobic or xenophobic. But you know what? The fact that she challenged the 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 norms of the narrative, the 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 she challenged the. I guess the majority of thought that's out there, the the blind lemming thought of political correctness, she ends up having to lose her crown. This from Church Militant, Ms. Michigan, 2019. Winner Kathy Zhu has been stripped of her crown because of her conservative stand, including refusing to wear a hijab. Zhu was notified by Ms. World America on July 18th that several of her social media posts contain offensive, insensitive, and inappropriate content leading to the revocation of her crown, which she had won on July 14th. Michelle Malkin, author and political commentator, framed MWA's revocation of Zhu's crown as a control move telling Church Militant, free thinking is an existential threat to social engineering control freaks. The notice that the Ms. World America State Director Laura Dijak gave read, it has been brought to the attention of the Ms. World America, MWA, that your social media accounts contain offensive, insensitive, and inappropriate content and are in violation of MWA rules and regulations, specifically contest requirement of being in good character. Effective immediately, MWA does not recognize you as a participant of any sort or in any capacity as it relates to any and all events of MWA. Furthermore, 
Let this communication serve as official notice to remove any mention of yourself as participant in NWA from all social media platforms. So then one of her social media posts talks about what she encountered at University of Central Florida back in 2018. The social media content refers to now deleted tweets Zoo made about refusing to try on a hijab at the booth at the University of Central Florida in 2018 on World Hijab Day. Quote, so you're telling me it's now just a fashion accessory and not a religious thing? Or are you trying to get women used to being oppressed under Islam, she tweeted. In comments to church militant Robert Spencer, director of Jihad Watch, one of our favorite follows, so go follow him, noted expert on Islam. He supported Zoo. Many, many women are brutalized and some have even been killed for refusing to wear the hijab. A representative at the hijab booth sponsored by the Muslim Student Association, which is connected to care, which is connected to the Muslim Brotherhood. But no, no worries about that. They responded to the Beauty Queen's tweet. I invited you to try one on and you said no, thank you. You didn't take the time to even ask questions or try to understand what the hijab is. That's ignorant of you. Later, that same person urged people to contact the university's Office of Student Conduct. Let's get this girl expelled. Zoo said she tweeted about the hijab incident after a Muslim woman at the booth forcibly tried to put one on her head. The Muslim Student Association claimed no one forced or pressured to approach their booth on campus. The purpose of this booth was to spread awareness of the hijab and those who chose to wear it, the group said. The hijab uh, or headscarf is worn by many Muslim women to exemplify modesty. It was a decision made in their own accord. Now, keep in mind that she was also a Trump supporter. And, and she put up quite a few tweets where she was basically questioning, you know, the Democrat party line, the talking points, the PC. Let's listen to a little bit of uh, Kathy Zhu. Everything I've posted was my statistics and opinions. And I think that, you know, we should be empowering women's voices and not just stripping them of their title only because of their opinions. I think it's really, really um, awful how, how the left thinks that uh, statistics and facts are racist. So I don't think anything I said was uh, remotely wrong. I stand by every tweet that I, I post. Everyone has problems with their own communities, and I completely understand that. But, you know, we have to empower women's voices, honestly, to, sh to show that, you know, we could have different political opinions and that not just statistics and facts are racist. Look, the left knows they can't win in the arena of ideas. Their premises fall apart every time it's tried. And so debunking the conventional wisdom from the conservative angle is seen as evil and must be put down as hate speech, insensitivity, you know, lack of inclusion, all that crap. That's how the left operates. And so when you put what we talked about in the first segment where somebody can make a faulty premise about Go back to where you came from and get out there and park this on the news media for over an entire weekend when the story has shown to be full of crap. And you do so because you're putting it from the premise of the left, attacking Donald Trump and using his statements to buttress your, your bullcrap. Then you'll get all the news media time in the world. Everybody's going to hear about it. You'll get plenty of coverage. It won't quit. But then if you're somebody who speaks your mind from a conservative angle and you're somebody who's got a title that you've earned like Ms. Michigan and you get that stripped away just because they don't like your thinking, they don't like what you've posted, 
Like, it's no news time at all. You're probably only hearing it here for the first time. When I saw it, I put it up on adriansladeshow.com, and I have yet to see any major news outlet even touch it whatsoever. This portion of the program is sponsored by Cat Coolers. So rugged, it changes everything. They keep ice cold for up to seven days. Made in the United States, customizable, four different colors, white, black, yellow, even camouflage. Look, if you're going out on the lake, doing some fishing, it's beach weather. Maybe you're going camping with the kids. Maybe you're in the Boy Scouts. Maybe you want to take the cooler out on the job site. For those people that work with you, this thing will keep your items cool for hours. Spring, summer, right around the corner, picnicking, outdoor season is upon us, boys and girls. A cat cooler will be your new best friend. Keep your food and drink fresher, colder, longer. Go to catcoolers.com. Use the promo code Adrian. Catcoolers.com. Use the promo code Adrian, and you will pick up an amazing Gibraltar-esque, sturdy, rugged cooler that will keep your items cold for hours. All right, so let's talk about a presidential candidate who is basically the embodiment of hip- hypocrisy. I mean, this is the most amazing thing in the world. You know what? If you ever want to, if, if Venezuela was to ever become a presidential candidate, if the country of Venezuela was going to manifest itself into a presidential candidate campaign, it would be the Bernie Sanders campaign. Bernie Sanders, listen to this. It's amazing to me. Bernie Sanders, the socialist, who has been out there talking about free health care, who was out there talking about abolishing the Electoral College, which I thought was funny because David Burge, you got to follow this guy. He actually said, yeah, you know what? If you want to abolish the Electoral College, get your wife on that. She's very good at ruining colleges because <laughs> she destroyed the college in which she was the president of. It went bankrupt. It was great. I mean, imagine that, a bankrupt college by a socialist family. But Bernie Sanders is the epitome of hypocrisy. This guy out there demanding that all these businesses pay their fair share. He's going to go out in front of McDonald's. We need $15 an hour. And while McDonald's is going to switch to kiosk, and they're going to say, you know what, go pound sand and get rid of their, you know, they're going to weigh the options. They're going to go, if you raise us up to $15 an hour and you make that mandatory by government fiat, well, guess what? We may have to cut our staff and we may even think about automating And we're going to weigh the cost. Is it going to benefit us from a cost analysis to have kiosk? The kiosks aren't going to be wrong. Garbage in, garbage out. You put a bad order in. You know, you want your Whopper with cheese with no onions and you forget to put no onions. It's your fault. It's not the kiosk. Can't blame it on, you know, Billy, the 16-year-old, popping his zits in your fries. That's what's going to make the difference. And Bernie Sanders got a real dose of that reality in his own campaign. (laughs) So Bernie Sanders had to meet with the union of his campaign. He's got a union, or his campaign does. His campaign workers have decided to start a union. And he had to meet with them because they demanded $15 an hour for wages. First off, Bernie Sanders wasn't paying him $15 an hour. Secondly, he decided to meet with them and say, hey, okay, we can do $15 an hour, but I'm going to have to cut some staff. What? You don't say... I'm going to have to um, maybe get you to benef- put more towards your benefits. Isn't 
healthcare a, a human right? It's a, it's a human right, isn't it? So his premise is flawed from the get-go. He can't even pay his own staff what he demands, and then what he has to do to rectify making that, that bold stance to live up to his principles of paying him $15 an hour, he has to make the same decisions that businesses make. Oh, they may have to cut staff. They may have to cut hours. They have to maybe let people go. Some people are going to be part-time. You know, it's not like the Bernie Sanders can pick automation as a, as a, I mean, he's probably got robo calls going, but they can't pick automation as a way to run a campaign. That's not in the cards. Oh, but it gets better than that. I mean, it's, <laughs> so here's from the Daily Wire. There's another aspect that we're going to get into here in a second, but Bernie, Stan Bernie Sanders plans to cut staffers' hours to pay 15 minimum wage dollars an hour. Complains to them about talking to the media. <laughs> yep. He's put his money where his mouth is, became the first president to unionize and pay his workers $15 an hour, but this means his campaign has become an example of the pitfalls of his policies. His campaign's union contract resulted in a flat annual salary of $36,000 for field starters, in a normal 40-hour a week, that would pay 17 an hour, but some staffers say they work up to 60 hours a week. they got to work more, meaning their pay ends up being about $13 an hour. To combat this, the Sanders campaign will now limit staffers' hours to ensure they are paid at least $15 an hour. Well, now he's telling them not to talk to the media. Well, you wouldn't want that to happen. You wouldn't want your premise to be exposed. <laughs> well, listen to this. Sanders' White House campaign hit with federal labor complaint. This is from Bloomberg. <laughs> yeah, labor complaint filed by unnamed individual. Basically, he's saying that they're alleging illegal employee interrogation and retaliation against staffers. The July 19th complaint to the National Labor Board um, Re uh, Re Relations Board filed by an unnamed individual in Indiana was posted to the agency's website as late as July 22nd. Now, it comes as tense negotiations between Sanders' campaign and the union representing staffers recently boiled over publicly. So he's now he's now being, what, a totalitarian? Imagine that. He's going to practice illegal employee interrogation and retaliation against staffers who put his information out there in the public square? He's basically going to consolidate power? and eliminate the opposition and eliminate those who disagree with them that go public. Sounds very Maoish. Sounds very Venezuelan too. Sounds very Soviet. You know, you've got to cause a great purge of those people that might go out there and, and give out information to the news media that shows you're a hypocrite for calling your staff to pay more wages or pay for, uh, for your staff to lose jobs for you having to be mandated to pay more wages. It's really amazing. So I wanted to take a second to play. This is kind of a long clip, but it's really good. It's by John Stossel, great libertarian. He actually heads up a lot of the libertarian debates that you see with Fox Business. And he goes on this whole thing about the minimum wage hike. And there's actually some interesting origins to the $15 or to a minimum wage in general. But he's going to go on to talk about uh, all this, all this, you know, socialist hoopla over 
raising the minimum wage and how detrimental it is. Just listen to a little bit of this. The city of Seattle made history on Monday when it raised the minimum wage. The highest in the nation by far. Five years ago, Seattle became the first city to pass a $15 minimum wage. I think it's pretty awesome since I benefit from it. The rising tide raises all boats. 15 in Seattle is just a beginning. We have an entire world to win. Solidarity. When the law passed, we went to Seattle to interview people about it. It's, it's a good thing that we're leading the way for the rest of the country. I wish that it was all over the place, not just Seattle. Increasingly, it is. New York State taking steps towards a $15 an hour minimum wage. Other states and lots of cities have copied Seattle. California Governor Jerry Brown signed a $15 minimum wage bill. But now the results from Seattle are in. Some people are being paid more. They're the winners. But for many people who wanted jobs... The increase in minimum wage is having an opposite effect. Costing thousands of jobs and actually hurting low-income workers. You see it on this graph. The green line tracks the number of new jobs created in Washington state. The red line is new jobs in Seattle. Once Seattle raised its minimum to $15, entry-level job growth stalled. It's really presented by minimum wage advocates as a win-win. It's a win-win for employers. It's a win-win for workers. And, you know, there are no negatives. But there are negatives, says Erin Shannon of the Washington Policy Center. She points to stores like this one, where the owner used to hire kids and train them. But once Seattle raised the minimum, she stopped hiring beginners. The politicians in Seattle especially have no sense whatsoever about what it means to small businesses like us. Most people we interviewed said the politicians are right. Yes, some people will go out of business, others will take their place. It's something we need to do. It's as if they've never learned about supply and demand. Minimum wage actually hurts my chances of getting employed. This 20-year-old understands the effect better than Seattle's politicians did. Raising the minimum wage causes increased unemployment. Rigel Novakosa is one of the $1,500 winners of a video contest done by my classroom charity. My name is Dylan Hodes, and this is my wage rate. Dylan Hodes won the high school video contest. He mentioned a friend who worked at Kroger until her store raised its minimum to $12. She was getting paid $12 an hour, um, but slowly but surely, uh, they started cutting her days, her hours. She was regulated to only working on Sundays, um, and that's because she was young and inexperienced. I feel the big she thing... She wasn't worth 12 bucks. She wasn't worth 12 bucks to Kroger. She's worth the world to me, but she wasn't worth 12 <laughs> bucks to Kroger. I learned things from their videos, like how many wealthy countries have no minimum wage? Countries such as Iceland, Norway, Sweden, and Switzerland. Nobody knows that. No, no, and especially with Switzerland. Which has much lower unemployment than America, partly because Switzerland has no minimum. It stops us from actually getting a job. Esther Rhodes won the high school essay contest. Her essay pointed out that America's first minimum wage laws were racist. At the time, blacks were often paid less, but they were more likely to be employed than whites. The whites were like, hey, they're getting all the jobs. This isn't fair. Congressman Olgood said he hoped the minimum wage would stop cheap colored labor in competition with white labor. What? You mean to tell me that the minimum wage is actually rooted in racism and Jim Crow? Not, not America, but Democrat policies? 
They always show themselves. So we've seen you've got this idiot from Florida out there making these wild claims against Donald Trump. You see somebody like Ms. Michigan out there being destroyed for her beliefs and not getting any news attention over it. And then we see the hypocrisy of those running for office who those individuals support. Bernie Sanders, you know, the individuals in the media who want to support these people, they're all frauds and their policies fail. So we have to realize that's why I'm bringing all this up is because their policies fail. Don't get inundated with the news media exposure and get bogged down with the progressivism shoved in our face every day. Stand up for conservatism and freedom and liberty. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning into the show. Listen to us on Mojo 50 Radio. You can find that on iHeartRadio or go to Mojo50.com every Wednesday, 10 p.m. You can also listen to us on the weekends, Saturday, 5 p.m., Sunday morning, midnight. Also, get the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Overcast, wherever podcasts are hosted. And be sure to give us a review. Give us a good five-star review that's going to help us go up in the ratings so we're more visible to others. You can also donate to the show. Go to patreon.com slash Adrian Slade Show. Give $2 a month or go to anchor.fm and search Adrian Slade. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Gab, MeWe, Parlor, Convo, Snippy. Search Adrian Slade. Follow us on Twitter at Rants Out Loud or at Adrian Slade Show, which is the official show page on Twitter. And you can also read the blog, adriansladeshow.com. You can also get the Adrian Slade Show Roku channel in your streaming store on the Roku streaming channel store. Be sure to download the Adrian Slade Show Roku channel. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in.